ready to rotate up. You ready to rotate up. Hey, how you doing, everyone? This is Producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to uh, this week in the Association. Uh, we've been working with the title. This is our NBA Recap Podcast. Uh, on the line tonight, again, it is truly one of my best friends in the world. It is Will Stacks. Will, say what's happening. Will Stacks in the house. What's up? What's up? That's right. Hey, uh, last week's episode was uh, very successful on our premiere episode uh, for the tip-off of the NBA season. So thanks for all those who uh, had listened and who shared the podcast. Uh, we hope to come to you, you know, every week or so to kind of give you a recap of what's going on in the association. Uh, Stacks, you got a chance to listen to your own podcast. Uh, what did you think about it? Hey, I thought it was uh, a great debut, great first week. Uh, thank you to all the people who got a chance to listen for all the critique. Uh, hopefully you'll stick with us. And, again, we hope it grows and grows. Share it with all your NBA friends that are curious about what's going on in the association. All right. All right, so. Uh, the first thing here is that to start the game, you've got to start it off with the jump ball, and then we'll get to the first four quarters of the um, of the game, and we have a halftime show as well, so we'll get to all of that. So in the first quarter, now we recorded the first podcast, the premier podcast, about, I would say, an hour before tip-off, before the Cavs and the Celtics played. <laughs> yeah. If you go back and listen to said podcast, you will hear us both make predictions of the Celtics winning the East, uh, with the addition of Kyrie Irving and uh, Brent or Gordon Hayward, um, oops, are bad. Uh, Hayward goes down in the first quarter of the game and an, just an absolute awful injury, and many of the Celtics' hopes for winning the East also went down with him in that first quarter. What were you thinking when you saw it, Stack? Well, five minutes into Gordon Hayward's debut as a Celtic, after signing a huge max contract, uh, the the fandom in Boston was at a feverish pitch. Everyone was excited about the new Boston Celtics with Hayward, with Irving, the youth with Tatum. However, five minutes in, all of that took a drastic change with one of the Oh, I'm just thinking about it now. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. Uh, that was absolute grotesque moment in sports. Uh, definitely had flashbacks of Joe Theismann on yeah. Monday Night Football, um, Tim Crumry in the Super Bowl, uh, Sid Vicious in the wrestling ring. Uh, to bring up a few, that was absolutely a grotesque sight. Uh, but the the... The power of the East took a dramatic shift at that moment uh, where we had Boston winning the East. They no longer have a, a shooter. Um, they're they're missing a 20-point-per-game score. Um, they'll still do fine, but a lot has changed in the East just that quickly. Yeah, one of our, you know, as we were going through kind of getting the stuff prepped for the show, we kind of talked about maybe – going over some of the, the, the basketball injuries. I mean, shoot, PG-13 goes down and a really messed up one, too. Um, uh, the kid from, um, was it Louisville, who broke his leg in the in the, in the NCAA tournament, that was really bad. That, that turned me off basketball for a while. Um, so, yeah, Hayward goes down. Um, they, yeah, very ugly. The East completely shifts. Um, and now all the pressure that Kyrie was already going to have – it shifts even more to him because whether they won or whether they lost, he was going to get all the pressure. How much more pressure is on Kyrie now? He already has this incident in Philadelphia getting into it with the fan as they start off one and two. Kyrie has the the weight of the city on his back. Uh, that weight was going to be shared with he and Hayward uh, coming in as the new kids on the block. Uh, however, uh, with Hayward out, um, it is going to be a definite, uh, a, a heavy lifting for Kyrie. And he did already probably feel some of that, as you mentioned, a $25,000 fine uh, for an altercation with a fan in Philadelphia. 
and um, that could be just a signal uh, that, hey, it, uh, the city is kind of heavy in Boston. But uh, the Celtics, uh, as we said, may not win the East. However, they're still a solid team. Uh, they still will do well. However, uh, top seed in the East is highly unlikely. But most people are saying the doctor uh, that performed the surgery, if there is a what is called a quote-unquote good break, uh, the injury to Hayward was considered a good break because it was clean, so it should heal uh, rather well. There's even some thought that he could potentially come back in late April. Wow. However, the Celtic brass uh, said they uh, are not likely to, to go with that. But uh, if that's considered a good break, I definitely don't want to see a bad one. <laughs> the only good breaks is Kit Kat, sir. Um, there you go. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, if I never saw it again, it would be too soon. Um, so, yeah, so... Uh, big ups to uh, to Kai or to to go, uh, Gordon. Hay- well, I keep wanting to call him Brendan Hayward. Uh, Gordon Hayward, uh, rest easy, my friend. Uh, get well. We'll see you in 2018, 2019. Uh, don't push it. Don't put your whole career on the line to get back to be the number four seed in the East. It's just not worth it. Um, well, all right. So uh, that's the first quarter. We up to the second quarter now. Uh, the injury bug hits early and often in the NBA season to start. Uh, a couple of big-known players going out for a, a little bit of time, and then uh, CP3 going out for a long time. So let's start there. CP3 injures his knee pretty much opening. He had injured it in the preseason and then kind of re-aggravated in their opening night win over the, um, the Warriors. CP3 out for two to four weeks. Doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, no, it doesn't matter. Maybe the Gordon Hayward injury kind of set off a domino effect because, as you mentioned, several big names uh, also were bit with the injury bug. Chris Paul with the knee, how two to four weeks, does it matter in the big picture? No, I don't think. Uh, the team still led by James Harden um, getting a huge boost from Eric Gordon is really stepping his game up. Sixth man of the year uh, candidate. Uh, is uh, already now stepping into the starting lineup with Paul out. Uh, Eric Gordon doing uh, some big things, filling the shoes of CP3. But, you know, CP3 is there, uh, of course, for the long haul, uh, the playoff push, uh, hoping that uh, that's where his uh, trade will pay big dividends. So the loss, as it is right now, will not hurt the Rockets. Um, but uh, they want Chris Paul and money time at the end of the year. Three and one start for the Rockets, so uh, it's not hurting them too bad. All right. Uh, Derek Rose goes out on a, I would say, a definitely questionable uh, hit to his ankle area um, for the Cavs. Uh, expected to be out at least one week. Uh, he has a major injury history, as we all know. Uh, how does that hurt the Cavs? Again, I don't think in the big picture doesn't hurt the Cavaliers much because I think uh, most people probably anticipated Derrick Rose getting hurt at some point in the season. It's not a huge surprise when you see Derrick Rose mentioned in the injury report. He's been there quite often of late, and so this is definitely no surprise there again. Um, That will shift LeBron to playing a position uh, on paper now that it says he is the point guard something he actually does quite a bit of anyway. Uh, so, again, will not hurt the Cavaliers in the in the grand scheme of things. Uh, of course, they want Derrick Rose back um, to get the unit uh, that's going to make the push later in the year uh, solidified. Isaiah Thomas, of course, we know he's out part of the Kyrie Irving trade, expected back around January from sometime after Christmas. Um, so he will get into the mix as well. But uh, the injury bug is definitely hitting a few stars. Uh, and in, in an irony there, CP3's replacement was a TOD6 uh, with the Clippers is also out. He goes out with a knee as well. Any effect on the Clippers who bump, who jump out uh, to an early 2-0 start? Uh, the Clippers off to a start. You know, uh, Taylor Dosage, uh, the replacement uh, for CP3 is uh, – 
was uh, expected to do big things. Not a great shooter, but a tremendous leader on the court. Kind of like CP3, exactly what they needed. Uh, however, uh, so his leadership will be missed on the court. It turns the keys back over to an Austin Rivers to a Patrick Beverly who came over in the CP3 trade. Um, so, uh, again, uh, if uh, Teodosic is only out for – uh, it's expected to be about two to two to four weeks. Um, shouldn't be that big a deal again in the grand scheme of things. However, his injury is the uh, plantar fascia injury on his feet, and that's always a injury that lingers. So uh, hopefully he can get past it. But that is an injury. Once it happens, it seems to creep up over and over again. All right. Yeah, so just a couple of early injury bugs at the start of the season. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I think most of them are a little too early. If anything, I was thinking maybe CP3s might slow the Rockets down a little bit just because they're going to be working on that chemistry. But for the most part, it seems like it's just a little bit early. And, again, they don't need CP3 until the end. Just All to right. throw another one in, Kawhi Leonard, you know, with, oh, that's uh, right. with uh, a thigh injury, he's uh, still – um, you know, not expected to miss huge time. Uh, didn't start the season, uh, but, uh, you know, that's something, again, probably something that will linger for a little bit. But he's a, a tough young man, I'm sure. Uh, Kawhi Leonard will be uh, just fine as well as the San Antonio Spurs. Excellent. All right. All right, so we hit the halftime, and as you hear it playing in the background, it is uh, our friend and the king himself, it's Nasir Jones. Uh, this song Great is Talk yeah, about 19, the goats. Yeah, 1992. Uh, the fact that that song or this song is that old is uh, a little bit amazing to me. But yes, as Nasir takes us into halftime, uh, we get to our halftime topic for the week. Uh, halftime topic this week is the NBA rookies. Uh, they get a chance to experience their first week with uh, real men basketball. Um, Lonzo Ball gets all the the headlines and the treatment um, primarily because he's a decent player and his father is out there in front of everything but that's a topic for a different podcast so uh, Lonzo Balls gets the big welcome to the NBA moment and his debut against from Patrick Beverly um, I mean he's guarding him from three quarters court uh, shoving pushing and everything and he has an absolute terrible debut with uh, yeah. LeVar and defended go ahead about uh, Lonzo first week the big baller brand got off to a big baller bust. Uh, three points uh, in his first uh, game as an NBA uh, player. Not what the Laker fans were expecting. There was so much hype in L.A. with the debut of uh, Lonzo Ball and the big baller brand. Uh, however, he did not get off to a start one of six. From three from three point range. However, uh, his assist game is strong at the moment. He did bounce back well in game number two, 29 points. Um, nearly got a triple double in that game, but then came back to earth with only eight in game number three. So, who is the real Lonzo Ball? Three, 29, or eight? Um, I think it's probably somewhere in between. However, again, he is showing. Uh, he can find his teammates already averaging uh, nine assists, uh, excuse me, eight assists, nine rebounds. Uh, so he is uh, definitely putting in some, putting up uh, some numbers in other categories. We got to get the shot down to uh, be an offensive threat for the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, I mean, and I think everybody knows that he's, that eventually he's going to have to change that shot. Um, just because it's so slow and awkward, um, so you know, and, you know, that's something that you work on on the off season. That's not something that you can do mid season. So I think stru- scoring for him a lot of nights is going to be a little bit of a struggle. But he's always going to get dimes and he's always going to get rebounds just because that's the kind of player that he is. So Lonzo mm-hmm. has a decent week. Ben Simmons has a, a decent week as well. Comes out with a triple double. And the Sixers actually win a game in the first month, week of the season uh, for the first time in, um, I think it was four years. So what about Ben Simmons with his debut? Well, Ben Simmons had an an awesome start to his season. He's averaging 17 points, 10 rebounds, and 7 assists, 6'9", 
point forward, if you will, um, is playing well, is uh, living up to the press clippings as he came out of LSU two years ago. However, he is still a rookie as he sat out all of last year. Um, what should be mentioned, though, is the number one overall pick that went to Philadelphia this year, uh, Markel Fultz from Washington. Uh, when we talked about injuries, uh, he must have been bit by the bug as well because there's talk that he may miss substantial time uh, as he is, as reported, can't even lift his arms uh, above his head. So it will be very difficult to play basketball if you can't do that. A very slow start in the first couple games for him, six points uh, and two assists for the number one pick overall out of the University of Washington. Kind of continuing a weird trend for Sixers of people getting red shirt years. Uh, ben Simmons gets a red shirt year. Joel Embiid gets two red shirt years. Uh, was it from yeah. They drafted, who also got a red shirt. Um, uh, Nerlens Noel, yeah. now doing big things in Dallas, as a yeah. matter of fact. But, yeah, Nerlens Noel. Yeah, so. Uh, some other rookies making statements to start the year. De'Aaron Fox, my pick for Rookie of the Year, uh, starting off um, in the first four games, 15 points, five assists. Uh, Josh Jackson and uh, Jason Tatum as well, uh, averaging 12 points apiece. Uh, nine rebounds for Jason Tatum as well. Dennis Smith, another uh, top pick for the Dallas Mavericks, uh, 13 points a game, five assists. But there's one thing in common with all of these rookies. They either only have one win as for their team, or in the case of the Dallas Mavericks, they are 0-4. Lakers 1-2, Sixers 1-3, Kings 1-3. Suns one and three fired their coach after three games. Yeah, and then the Celtics also one and two. So although some rookies are off to a pretty good start, uh, their teams, however, are not uh, flourishing. You know, since the NBA went to the either straight out of high school or one and done, you know, it takes unless they're an, just an exceptional athlete such as LeBron it takes them such a long time to kind of catch up to that NBA man basketball because they're so not strong enough to kind of compete on that level. And so they might be able to get points and buckets, but it's just to, to lift their team, to, uh, to carry those teams, it just takes them a little bit of time or a lot, a lot of time. A lot, you know, I mean, the NBA is definitely veterans. Definitely win. the case. Yeah. The strength factor of uh, Lonzo Ball is uh, his just the makeup of his body, he's not physically uh, ready to take the pounding. As you mentioned, Patrick Beverly was uh, definitely pushing him around a bit, uh, letting him know that, hey, this is big boy ball, and uh, you're not quite ready. So uh, he has to find other ways to, um, you know, impact the game. And, yes, with assists and rebounds, but uh, to be able to score, you need to uh, take a beating a little bit and give it back. Uh, a lot of these rookies aren't physically ready yet. Kind of on a related topic, you know, um, just kind of get your thoughts real quick. You know, uh, there was after the game, you know, Patrick Beverly allegedly or not allegedly yelling towards uh, LeVar Ball um, about what, you know, just about all the hype or whatever that's coming with the big baller Brown and Lonzo. Um, do you expect him to – kind of get that treatment relatively every night that he plays against somebody that has that dude on the team. You know, everything doesn't have that dude. Um, well, Lonzo like, Ball is a target. So you expect him to get that, like, you know, every night during the course of the season. Definitely. Lonzo Ball is a target uh, and has been even made a target, if you want to say, by his dad, LeVar Ball. Um, so the, the target is, is on his back and uh, – Hey, Patrick Beverly hit the bullseye. Um, a lot of uh, point guards in the league are coming after Lonzo Ball. They want to remind him, hey, you're in the big boy uh, league now. This is, this is um, you know, let's go. Let's go play. Is he ready? We're not sure uh, up to this point. Um, but, hey, he will have the bullseye, and I guarantee Patrick Beverly won't be the first person to make a comment to LeVar Ball as well, sitting in the stands. Others, I guarantee, 
yeah. will make a statement uh, saying, hey, man, your boy's not ready. Right. The M- NBA veterans are many things, and petty is one of those things that they can be, and nobody's going to try to let some kid and his father get shine on them. Um, so uh, I think they're playing against um, the Wizards at some point in time this week, and I guarantee you John Wall is that dude. And um, he is not going to let that, he's not going to let that kid try to shine on him, no matter John, what. John Wall is going to come at Lonzo Ball early and often when those two meet in the upcoming week. All right, so we close out the halftime show, uh, and we head straight into the third quarter. Uh, third quarter topic: um, some of the favorites and top contenders for the NBA championship this week. A little bit slow out of the gate. Um, the Warriors, the Cavs, Oklahoma City, probably the top three teams, save for Houston, who's after a 3-1 and one start. Um, a little bit of a slow start, so let's take the champs first. They start out 2-2. Two and two. They blow a huge lead opening night um, against the, um, the Houston Rockets, and there's 2-2. Two and two. Any cause concern or just fat cat syndrome? Well, I think it is definitely a bit of the fat cats. Um, we don't want to say that the Warriors are bored after one week, but, hey, you know, um, teams are going to come after. They're going to give Golden State their best uh, week, week, or excuse me, day in, day out. And uh, Golden State, I'm sure, is definitely up to it. Uh, two and two start, definitely nothing uh, to panic about for Golden State or any Warrior fans. Uh, Curry is still averaging 29 and a half a game. You got Durant at 24. However, uh, the loss to the Grizzlies where Curry was ejected through his mouthpiece, got a fine. Durant was ejected. Um, you know, that showed a little, uh, maybe they lost their cool a little bit. And, uh, so I'm sure other teams will try to get under their skin, uh, to maybe have some of the same things occur. Right. And kind of a side topic here, too, with that loss to the Grizzlies. It's never going to happen because he plays there. Mike Conley is literally maybe the most underrated player in the NBA at this moment. I mean, literally, because nobody outside of NBA circles is talking about him, and he literally hands it to people every night. Mike Conley has never made an all-star team, yet is one of the best point guards in the league. Um, and got the deserving max contract. Um, you know, he's making the big money and definitely showed that he's worth it. Uh, Memphis off to a 3-0 and start, yeah. led by Conley and Marc Gasol. Um, they play a great 90s style of basketball in the new millennium, but it seems effective. Um, however, uh, they seem to run into some problems come playoff time. Uh, but the uh, Memphis Grizzlies are a solid team. Tyreek Evans, a great addition. Um, you know, got to watch out for the Grizz. Uh, the championship runner-ups, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, off to a 2-1 and one start. Um, make a lineup change here real fast, and Dwayne Wade winds up going to the bench and putting J.R. Smith back in. So 2-1 and one with their losses coming. The loss came to, ah, shoot, who did they lose to? No, it was a bad loss. They lost to somebody that wasn't good. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, interesting that that Dwayne Wade went to Coach Lou and said, hey, let's put uh, J.R. Smith back in the starting lineup. I'll come off the bench. Uh, veteran making a move there to say this will be best for the team. Uh, we'll see how that plays out in the long run. Um, I bet when it comes playoff time you'll see Dwayne Wade probably back in that starting lineup but uh, we'll see how that plays out and how Coach Lou uh, uses his minutes again we mentioned last week Dwayne Wade's minutes will be watched throughout the season he is here for a stretch run so if he comes off the bench if he takes a night off don't be surprised Dwayne Wade is here for playoff time right um Oklahoma City also off to a one and two start. Uh, really, they're a um, a desperate three point shot from the Minnesota Timberwolves from being two and one. But they are off to the one and two start. Uh, but everybody's playing well for their big three. So what's up with Oklahoma City? Uh, yeah, I think um, you know 
Oklahoma City has no problem scoring points, as we've seen. Uh, and again, like you said, a controversial loss right there against Minnesota. But uh, Oklahoma City, I'm sure, even though one and two, they're probably uh, in a good place, satisfied the way the season has started. Uh, each of the big three seem to be chipping in well, uh, still led by Russell Westbrook. Uh, everything seems to go through him. Um, as he goes, so goes the Thunder. Um, however, Melo and uh, PG-13 have, uh, are finding their way, and uh, I still expect big things as the season progresses from the Thunder. Some, um, some early surprise starts from some other teams that were contenders, uh, maybe not in our top four from last week's podcast, but definitely uh, some contenders for each of the championships from each conference. Uh, the Spurs out to a 3-0 and start. Probably not that surprising, except for the fact that Kawhi Leonard's out. Uh, not that surprising. Uh, you can pretty much uh, put down the San Antonio Spurs in the playoffs uh, as long as Greg Popovich is on the sideline. Um, and just think Tony Parker uh, will come back from injury at some point and, um, you know, probably will will come in, come back at a time right after the new year to give the Spurs another boost. So um, the Spurs are there, will be there, and um, they, they seem to never go away. Um, can also overlook uh, the Clippers off to a 2-0 and start to start the year. Um, a lot of people, including myself, had the Clippers taking a step back, uh, minus CP3, uh, which elevates Blake Griffin, that it is his team for sure now, and he has to uh, play the leading role. And uh, he's off to a very fine start, as well as DeAndre Jordan doing what he does, grabbing rebounds and alley-oops. That's what he does, but um, hey, the Clippers are off to a good start in the West. Blake Griffin's flirting with a, a Kardashian curse, but I think he's with one of those Jenners, so um, he can't be trusted, sir. Well, hey, we, we know um, Tristan uh, with Cleveland has uh, some, some curse coming, as well as uh, if uh, Blake continues with uh, young Kendall, um, the Clippers will only go so far. <laughs> hey, nobody beats the Wiz as the Wizards jump out to three and zero. Hey, the Wizards jumping out three and zero. John Wall is again making a statement, elevating his game even another level from a year ago. Um, Bradley Beal doing what he does, chipping in uh, with some outside three point range, and uh, the much maligned Otto Porter, Otto Porter Jr. A lot of people didn't believe he deserved that big contract, but, hey, he's off to a great start uh, to shut some of the people up to say, hey, I got this money. I'll show you why I got the Wizards 3-0 and to start the year. Wizards are on the early West Coast swing uh, as we get to the, uh, the games of the week here. They got games against uh, the Lakers, um, Golden State, and um, I forget what the other one was, so they're on that early West Coast swing, which is a good thing I for them out of the way yeah it's good to get that west coast trip out of the way kind of early um so it doesn't really affect the season that much to go out west um in the middle of the year but uh the wizards are are showing hey we're here we're going to be here um but uh the milwaukee bucks probably the team getting the most chatter three and one to start the year led by the greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo, as I again butcher his name, I'm sure. Uh, but if we are giving an MVP after four games, he definitely has to be the man averaging 36 and a half, 10 rebounds, and six assists. Um, he is definitely letting everyone know I am here as well as the Milwaukee Bucks. They have a statement or attempt to make a statement game against the Cavs uh, this past week and definitely didn't. You know, he performed, but the team didn't. Uh, is that just like one of those statement games by the Cavs, you know, like a little brother game? Like, yeah, you're good, but you're not that good yet. Uh, I think the Cavs definitely wanted to send a message in Milwaukee to say, yeah, you're not there yet. 
Um, but however, if that game is played later in the year, I wouldn't be surprised. Again, another injury play, injured player coming back later in the year. Jabari Parker uh, will add a boost uh, to the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, they're going to be solid, a team to be reckoned with. With Gordon Hayward going down, uh, that could elevate the Milwaukee Bucks in the East. Any of the contenders you think might be in the in trouble at the start of the season here? They got off to a slow start, and maybe it's you know maybe uh, it's- no, none of the contenders I see really. Um, even though, like we said, OKC off to one and two, Boston off one and two, um, I still see them doing big things over 50 wins uh, as the season goes. Um, so, no, I don't think uh, any big surprises uh, so far. Maybe um, on the flip side, some of the worst teams, the Dallas Mavericks 0-4, uh, Dirk Nowitzki in his 20th season um, is probably kind of shaking his head like, what is going on here? Uh, the Phoenix Suns 1-3, and fired their coach, Earl Watson, after starting off 0-3 after losing their first game, first three games by an average of 31 points. Um, and immediately after he's gone, the next game, they pick up a win. Right. Um, lots of things going on in Phoenix, not to mention the uh, Eric Bledsoe fiasco, um, which will likely uh, have him shipped out of Phoenix. Yeah, um, definitely trying to get him shipped out. I, his tweet after the coach was fired was, um, I don't want to be here. Um, yeah, and- but, but he was at the hair salon, according to him. He was uh, at the hair salon. That's where he didn't want to be, uh, according to Eric Bledsoe. So, uh, yeah, Eric Bledsoe, lots of talks of him uh, maybe headed to the Big Apple to join Kristaps Porzingis in New York, but uh, don't expect him to be in Phoenix much longer. Uh, Off to a slow, slow start in the East. Um, The New York Knicks uh, 0-2 to start. Uh, No Carmelo, uh, probably not too many wins. Uh, Porzingis, a very strong player, but uh, he needs help. Uh, The Chicago Bulls, um, they need help in the worst way. Uh, Zach Levine, probably their best player, is uh, still injured as well. Um, but um, the Chicago Bulls may not win uh, 30 games this year. There's a little drama there, too, with one of their players punching another player as well, correct? Oh, um, Portis punching uh, Miritich. And uh, Miritich is going to be out for about six weeks with uh, some facial fractures. Um, so definitely damage done uh, figuratively and literally uh, to the Chicago Bulls. Uh, they didn't have much coming into the season, but when players are punching players, uh, that's never a good sign. <laughs> never a good sign, as uh, as Porter uh, reenacts the Jordan versus Kerr uh, fiasco, <laughs> where he's back in space. Yeah. It, yeah, the East is going to be a struggle for all season. I mean, I think we knew that anyway, and nobody was going to really make a contender beyond the ones that we had said. Um, but, yeah, uh, the Knicks and the NBA, wanting to have the New York be good, they're just it's just such a uh, struggle now. And at least they had the Carmelo drama to fall back on, and now they don't even have that. It's just like a, you know, a shit show, really, up in New York. Yeah, not, uh, not happy uh, in the Big Apple. Uh, again, probably not over 25 to 30 wins, uh, if that, if that. Uh, for the New York Knicks. Yeah. All right. So we hit the fourth quarter. Um, this is a topic that it might not necessarily get heated, but it, there's definitely going to be some debate here. Um, if you follow oh, and you follow the undefeated, um, what they did and uh, what, what year did they do that 50 greatest NBA players? I want to say 1996. 96. Okay, so the NBA did their 50 greatest players, and probably the biggest controversy or one of the biggest at the time was probably having Shaq on it because he um, was just a few years into the league. Uh, you know, there were some other controversies probably, but that was probably the biggest one. So now 
20 some odd years later, uh, the undefeated at ESPN decided to do a remix of the 50 greatest players. And you're going to take out some players and they're going to put on some, some players that they, they believe that should be on the list. Um, I sent you the list of the people and I sent you the people, uh, the people that were in. Looking at the out list, can you think of anybody that's on there that you're like, they definitely should not have been out? Well, the first thing that jumps out to me is uh, definitely the pistol, Pete Maravich, uh, him being taken out of the top 50 all time. He changed the game in a lot of ways. He made uh, the game more exciting with a, a brand of ball that was not seen uh, very often, uh, Pistol Pete uh, should definitely remain as a top 50 all-time player. He is the, the name that immediately jumps out. Um, maybe Wes Unsell, Clyde Drexler. Um, but, yeah, get rid of Bill Walton. He can go. He hardly ever played other than the one year. Uh, he was hurt every year. Every year. Uh, Robert Parrish, a very good player on multiple championship teams in Golden State and Boston, but no, and, he can go too. And the Bulls, didn't he get a championship there too? He is uh, a definitely a top player, not a top 50 player. Okay, yeah, so just to review the list of the uh, the people that the undefeated put out, Robert Parrish, Wes Unsailed, Dave DeBusher, Dolph Shays, Clyde Drexler, Pete Maravich, Nate Archibald, Billy Sharma, Lenny Wilkins, James Worthy, Bill Walton, Sam Jones, Dave Cowens, and Dave Bing. So essentially what they did is they took out all, like, centers, <laughs> all centers and power forwards uh, from the old NBA, and, you know, because they don't fit with the new NBA. Um, right. And nobody plays power forward anymore, so let's just get rid of them all. Yeah, exactly. So... I, the only one that I thought was kind of weird, I, I didn't think Clyde should have been in there to begin with. Um, and uh, the the Maravich one was a little bit much. Uh, the other ones, I was like, well, you know, a lot of those dudes, you know, we're, you know, gentlemen of a certain age. Right. We had, a lot of these dudes. We're, we're like, too young. We're, we're too young for a lot of those cats. Right. But with them adding to this list, there are some people on here, and we've had this conversation before, you know, as just personal friends about your your best quote is always it's Hall of Fame or the Hall of Very Good. And right. The there's Hall, there's Hall, of, of, Hall of Very Good dudes on this. Oh, man. I, please go through the list, and I, want, I am so ready to fire some bullets at a lot of these cats. So go ahead. I think I listed them in alphabetical. He's a Shutterworth himself. Ray Allen, a top 50 all-time player. What? Go ahead. Uh, I'll go ahead. Finish the list, and then I'll come back. All right, Kobe Bean Bryant, Steph Curry, Tim Duncan, KG, AI, LeBron James, Jason Kidd, Reggie Miller, Steve Nash, Dirk Nowitzki, Paul Pierce, and Dwayne Wade. Oh, let's chop this up. Uh, Again, some outstanding players. Multiple-time champion, multiple MVPs in a couple of, in one case at least. Um, however, Ray Allen, a top 50 player, you have got to be kidding me. An outstanding shooter, one of the best three-point shooters of all time. Uh, won the uh, championship for the Miami Heat, hitting that three against San Antonio. A key member of the Boston Celtics championship, even though... They don't like him anymore, but he is definitely not, I repeat, not a top 50 player of all time. I'm sorry, Jesus, uh, not yeah. you, buddy. Uh, not Kobe uh, is an absolute definitely top five probably of all time, top 10 for sure. Uh, Steph Curry may be on this list in 10 years, but not yet. Uh, even though he's a multiple uh, champion, an MVP, not yet Steph Curry. To me, too early to be listed as a top 50 of all time. Tim Duncan, of course, uh, mentioned power forwards. Uh, I definitely think he falls in, probably played a lot of his career at center, but still a great 
all-timer. He is a top 50 player. KG, a definite. Allen Iverson, no doubt about it. Uh, LeBron, uh, is there any question? No. Jason Kidd, a tremendous point guard, uh, a true leader on the court, as we see now as a coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, a champion with the Dallas Mavericks, but not a top 50 of all time. Reggie Miller, one of the best shooters, clutch players ever in the history of the league. But a top 50 player, questionable. Uh, huge question mark there. Steve Nash, two-time MVP of the NBA. Not a top 50 player. No way. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki, I'll put him in because he definitely changed the game. Uh, we mentioned the power forwards. He's part of the uh, reason there aren't any power forwards anymore because he started stepping out and shooting threes at six, eleven, seven feet. He changed changed the game in a lot of ways. Paul Pierce, you have got to be kidding me. A tremendous player, a tremendous player, a clutch player, a champion with the Celtics. Not a chance, a top 50 player. He's not even a top five Celtic. Well, maybe a top five Celtic. I, I might take that back. But um, not a, no way, no way, Paul Pierce. Who the heck? I mean, because he, he works for ESPN now, maybe that might be the reason uh, he got on this list, but definitely not a chance. And then finally, Dwayne Wade. Um, not yet, my friend. You're on the fringe, um, a three-time NBA champion, yeah, a great player, but does he move the needle like some of these other guys? Whew. Maybe he did for a stretch, uh, but I don't think that stretch was long enough to make him a top 50 all-time. Those are my... Uh, Debates with the the ends. Um, any any rebuttal from you? Um, no, not really. Uh, essentially, Ray Allen and Reggie Miller, although not the same player, are really known for the exact same thing. Really, the Steph Curry again. He's is way too soon for that, and he's gonna have you know probably at a minimum three championships, at a minimum. And it will still be too soon. Uh, Tim Duncan's a slam dunk. AI is a slam dunk for me. LeBron's slam dunk. Jason Kidd's a no. Steve Nash is a definite no. Um, Dirk. Dirk, to me, I understand what you're saying, where he changed the game because of what he could do. Um, but he might be a no for me, too. Um, and Paul Pierce is an absolute no. I, I don't even know how his name got anywhere near this list, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> good player but my goodness gracious top 50 of all time and then Dwayne Wade and I don't think he could I don't think he's gonna make it either only because you know he was that rare breed of player who was what was he he was a prop 48 and so he got to college late and then he got into the league like you know as like a 24 year old you know so his career has been shortened anyway even if you take away the injuries he was you know short timed anyway he has a couple of scoring championships as well as the three championships with the Heat. But um, and as I'm as much of a fan of Wade County as I am, uh, I would not put Dwayne Wade on that list. Not now, and probably not ever. Even if he gets his fourth chip with the Cavs. So yeah, this uh, I sincerely hope the NBA does not uh, make an announcement on a, at the All Star break of the new top 50 of all time because there will be some people throwing stuff at some people if they call Paul Pierce out as a top 50 player. Come on. Uh, no way, Jose. Um, yeah, definitely get rid of uh, him. Um, yeah, the, the, they can rework the list. I like the idea of reworking the list. Maybe a 25-year anniversary, uh, which would be um, – well, I guess that's uh, right around the corner. Uh, yeah. Maybe 25-year anniversary uh, new list come out, but uh, they need some other people to vote on uh, that new list because uh, that current crew, 
somebody needs to slap them around a little bit. Steve Nash, two-time MVP, not a top 50 all time. Not even close. <laughs> it's not even close. Like, I mean, not even close. Uh, yeah, that, they were smoking something, um, for real. All right. So, all right, so that wraps up the fourth quarter. Uh, we got the game of the week here coming up. Uh, it's ball night. It's Tuesday night, which is a big NBA night. Uh, it's ball night. Do you got a game of the week? My game of the week, uh, my calendar, I'm circling, circling October 27th, uh, Friday night, the Washington Wizards at the Golden State Warriors. How good are the Wizards off to a 3-0 and start? Again, trying to make a statement on the road in uh, San Francisco uh, playing against, uh, in the Bay Area, playing against the Warriors. Uh, I'm sure the Warriors will be ready. Um, but this is a game where Golden State has to be has to be ready because uh, a Washington win could do a lot for their confidence and uh, they could really make a huge statement. Um, so it's a battle. Uh, again, Friday night, the Washington Wizards versus the Golden State Warriors in the Bay Area. I am also taking my game of the week as a Washington Wizards game uh, against the L.A. Lakers tomorrow night. Um, I just want to see John Wall put them hands on Lonzo Ball. That's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, that's reason in itself. I think a lot of people are waiting for that matchup. Um, I don't think John Wall will disappoint. Will Lonzo Ball be ready? Because um, I'm sure John Wall is. Yeah. And, you know, just as a side topic, you know, then again, we're going to wind up discussing the, the, the ball and the big baller brand situation at a different podcast or whatever. Uh, as much as I enjoy ESPN and have for 30-plus years, they need to not put LeVar on TV after each game doing interviews. It's just it's, – it's, it's, un, it's so extra and unnecessary and uh, – at a point, ESPN should be better than that. I don't know how you feel about it. Oh, I, I definitely agree. Unless Lonzo just starts balling out of control. If he does yeah. that on a nightly basis, hey, an interview with LeVar might be uh, needed. However, until that happens, um, let's keep uh, LeVar in the stands where he should be as a dad cheering on his son. However, uh, the over-under on the cutaways during a game uh, has to be about uh, seven or eight because uh, he will definitely, uh, they will definitely cut away to him in the crowd uh, whenever the Lakers are on TV. All right. Okay. <laughs> the cutaways. All right. So, all right, so that'll wrap up episode two of uh, the week in the association. Like I said, we're playing with the title a little bit. I think that's the one we're going to go with. Uh, last week we had exit music. We did a little Wu Tang. Uh, I think it was Triumph. We took it out on the instrumental. Uh, what song you got this week? Hey, let's take it back to 1993. Black Moon. Who got the props? Right. Uh, yes. Uh, definitely remember this song coming out. Uh, definitely a big fan of uh, Buckshot Shorty. And uh, you know me. I'm a big fan of all the little. All the little uh, side groups of, of of Black Moon, you know, Boot Camp Click and all those dudes that came out after that. So, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely a great song. Uh, all right, so as we start to wrap up, well, where can they find you, Will Stacks? Will Stacks on IG. Find me at Will Stacks on IG. Mr. Waters 77 on Twitter. Again, at Mr. Waters 77 on Twitter. At Will Stacks on IG. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at Brothers Comics. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Brothers Comics. You can find me on Facebook at Brothers Comics. You can find me on. And pretty much if you put in Brothers Comics on anything, you'll be able to find me. Um, you can find this uh, podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. You'll also be able to find this podcast on the new app that we're recording on, which is called Fairman. That's S P A R E. M-I-N uh, feel free to leave comments uh, rate us uh, on, on iTunes share with your friends all of that if you know somebody that's in the NBA act alright 
So, as uh, Black Moon takes us out, I'm uh, going to wrap up this podcast as producer. All right, sir, sign off for the night. Sign out. Quick special shout out to Little Cam, my son, Percy. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Cam. But, as uh, we say, uh, Will Sack is out. Hey. All right, y'all, we'll see you on the other side. Peace. Hundred.